How many of you are living a blessed life right now? So I got a question for you. How do you know? How do you know you're living a blessed life? Last week we started a, a series called Money Talks. Your money talks. We all have a digital footprint, a financial digital footprint, and that tells us, if you look at your bank statement, where you invest your money, how you spend your money, your money talks. Whether or not you're giving, where you're giving, how you're giving, your money talks. But it's got a two-fold message because I also think that we need to have talks about money. So last week we talked a lot about tithing. We talked about how tithing is the opportunity for us to see the value of giving God and to be able to thank God for all that he's done for us. I know that I don't have anything that God has not given me. And so when it comes time to collect the tithe and offering, it's an opportunity to say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. And that's why we clap, and that's why we give unto the Lord, because we need to have that time to focus on God and say thank you for everything that you've done. So tonight, our message is going to be slightly different. We're not going to emphasize so much on tithing, although we know that's the basis and the baseline for giving to God. We're going to talk a little bit more about giving. You see... We need to understand that when we give to God, we need to give to God. The Bible says that we can't serve two masters. Eventually, we will love one and hate the other. But putting God and money into the same equation, that's kind of risky because it usually turns out that man will turn his affection away from God. And we need to make sure that we keep our affection on things above. You see, we've been blessed by God's grace is generosity, and we're supposed to give back to God and to share. And once we claim or are given ownership of literally anything, we all know we become fond and attached to our possessions. How many have your stuff? It's your stuff. We get that mind mentality we talked a little bit about. Well, some of our stuff, as in our money, is not completely ours to hold on to. Trying to hold on as if we have a precious jewel, our faith becomes vulnerable. A few years back, I went to London, and I was on a tour, and everybody was like, oh, the crown jewel, the crown jewel, the crown jewel, and we were in this long, long, long line. And along the line, we saw different crowns, and they all had different jewels on them. And then we come to this big one that was in this huge case, and you couldn't get more than this close to it as if it was there. And it was the crown jewel. And I looked at it and I thought, well, that looks like all the other crowns I just saw. So why is this one so special? Well, sometimes when we get our money, all of our money looks the same to us. So how do we decipher if our tithes look, is supposed to look so different to us financially than any of the other money that we get? You see, when we become vulnerable, we aren't allowing God's purpose to be fulfilled in our lives, as well as in the lives of the other people. See, God may have deemed you to give your tithe because those provisions are to bless somebody else. We need to think about that. We are blessed, why? To be a blessing. Well, how are you going to bless somebody else if you're holding on to all your stuff? You can't. And that's what we need to understand. God will bless you to be a blessing to others. And we all know this saying, the buck stops here, right? Well, the buck stops here 
is not supposed to apply to Bible-believing, God-fearing Christians. Amen? And here's why. Tonight, we're going to talk about stored treasures. When we talk about stored treasures, we turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, and it says this. Do not store treasures for yourselves here on earth where moth and rust will destroy them, and thieves can break in and steal them. But store for yourselves in heaven where they cannot be destroyed by moths or rust, and where thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will be where your treasure is. Your heart will be where your treasure is. Our money is like our treasure. See, moth and rust are God's indicators that we might be hoarding. And during the pandemic, we were sent home. That was just it, go home. But ambitiously, we were motivated with pretty much nothing to do, came the influence to clean out our closet, clean out the garage, the shed, the kitchen drawer that's always a mess, review our financial status, our financial statements, go over our 401k, look and see where our investments were, see if we really had money in the savings account, and so forth. But guess what happened? With all of that enthusiasm and all of that time, we became just like children who refuse to get rid of the toys that they have matured past. So the same happens to us. Yeah, we looked at those clothes that don't fit anymore. We got the quarantine 15 is what we're calling it. We looked at those things that, oh yeah, I forgot I had this. We keep it, we keep it, we keep it. And after a while, that junk drawer looks just like the junk drawer when you opened it. Well, the same thing can happen to your money because God gave us all things to enjoy. So we wind up wanting to keep all of our things, and we're not supposed to. If God gave us all things to enjoy, then what are we supposed to do for him? Ever think about that? We are to trust God and be willing to let him control and to provide. In turn, we are to be able to give back to him without hesitation. Giving tithes, giving offerings, that's a level of maturity that we need to aspire to and beyond. And we'll talk a little bit about that beyond later on tonight. Because tithing in all essence is a baby step to truly giving according to the word. We're supposed to be willing and eager and wanting to give to God what is already his and to share with his people. Giving to God is worship. Will you say that with me? Giving to God is worship. And giving to God is gratitude toward God. More is not more if you're not giving to God and his people. There's no need to hide or hoard what you've been given by God. The things that we can buy are, not, are just temporary here on earth. We need to understand that. They're temporary things. And when we have temporary things, we need to realize that things can happen to them. You ever had something that just kind of disintegrates, dissipates, molds, goes away, is destroyed. Those type things happen when we are not giving properly to God. If you're properly giving to God, then you'll know that when you give to God, he will bless you according to his word. We always quote it, give and it will be given unto you, correct? Give and it will be given unto you. We quote it, we say it, but yet we don't do it. 
And yet we say we're Christians. And yet we say we believe God. And yet we say we want God in our lives. And all these things happen to us when we are not really being faithful and true to who we say we are. More is not more when you're giving to God. If you're not giving to God and his people, then more is really not more for you. There's no need to hide. There's no need to hoard what you've been given by God. The things that money can buy are temporary and we cannot take anything to heaven except our reputation as a steward or a squanderer. A steward, well, as a steward, we become managers. We become managers of what belongs to God. If you've been given work, I mean, if you have jobs, right? So if you've been given work and you've been working towards getting a promotion, we always want to get promoted. We always want a new title. We always want more money. Well, we get that from God because we have become stewards of God when we get our paycheck. We become stewards of that money. And a steward is nothing more than a manager of the provisions that God has allotted to you. So your tithe belongs to the church. When you get paid and you take your money to the bank, direct deposit, have it direct deposited into the church. The tithe doesn't belong to your uncle's church, your grandma's church, another cause. The tithe belongs to God. You give it to the church and let the church determine and decide how it can be dispersed into the highways, byways, the uttermost parts of the world and into the community here. We bless back. We bless back. And you know if you're here at the Cathedral of Faith, you know we bless back. We bless back our community. We bless back our country. We bless back other countries. We bless back missions. We bless back children. We bless back. And we're so grateful that we know that God allows us. That's the provision that God allows us to do is to bless back. So you need to know this. If you have been given a job and now you're the manager of your money, you've become a steward. And so your job title has just increased. Maybe you never considered yourself a steward. Maybe you never considered yourself the manager of your money. So sit up straight and say, I am now a manager. You just got promoted. Turn to somebody and say, congratulations. You just got promoted. You just got promoted because God said that you will be a steward when I give unto you. And a steward is a manager of his provisions, and we need to make sure that his provisions are done right. You don't want to be a squanderer because squanderers are self-centered, and they're often indifferent about the command of tithing giving. Here and there, the digital footprint of a squanderer is very sketchy. In the Bible, this is called double-minded and unstable. There was a man... A rich man in the Bible, in Luke chapter 12, he yielded plentifully, and he thought to himself, what shall I do? Since I have no room to store all my crops, I will tear down my barns, and I will build greater, and there I will store my crops, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have many good things laid up for yourself for years, so take it easy, eat. Drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This night your soul will be required of you. And then all those things which you have, who shall get them? So he who lays up treasures for himself is not rich toward God. 
Think about that. You see, the opposite of giving, most people think it's taking. The opposite of giving is not giving, it's this. The opposite of giving is not giving. We need to give to the Lord. We need to give to God. We need to learn to give to God. This man who went to church, he said he goes to church on Easter and Christmas. He's what they call a CEO. And they were passing the plate, and he's like, here we go. This is why I don't come to church. They pass the plate, and they want my money. So people were throwing their coins in, and you could hear the coins cling, 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 cling. People were throwing the coins in to give to God. And the plate came to him, and he's like, oh, no. I'm not giving them my money. This is my money. What do I do? Because everybody's hearing it. Cling, 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 cling. So he took the plate, the brass plate, and he clicked the bottom of it so that the coins in it jumped up and down and cling, 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 cling. And everybody looked at him like, oh, this man has lots of money. Really? Sometimes the things that you do are not really the things that, that should be done. And it may look like it, and it may seem like it, but if you've got something that doesn't belong to you, such as the tithe, it does not belong to you, it belongs to God, then you need to be able to learn to give to God. So we're gonna talk about giving to God tonight. The first way you need to learn to give to God is give free. When you give free, you develop a heart and relationship with God. Can you say that with me? Give free. And you will develop a heart and relationship to God. Give free. Give free. Freely we have received, and so freely we are to give. An open heart to God gives open-handedly. Right? Giving an offering to God is not a debt we owe. It is not a privilege that we get to give. Giving to God speaks volumes about your relationship with him, about your obedience to his promises, about your obedience and trusting in him. You see, a master who was leaving his house in Matthew 20, 25, this story is called the parable of the 10 talents. A master was leaving his house. He was going to travel, and before leaving, he entrusted his property to his servants. Hmm, sounds interesting. I'm entrusted with what God gives me. According to the abilities of each man, one servant received five talents, and the second one received two talents, and the third one received only one. The property entrusted to the man with the five talents and the two talents, they went and they doubled their money. But the one who had only one talent, he hid it and he buried it. And we need to make sure that we're not hiding and hoarding what belongs to God, hiding it from God, hiding it in a bill. Oh, well, I gotta pay my bills. Hiding it in something that we don't need. Don't hide your money from God. Because this is what happened. When the man came back and he found out that the two that were given three and two talents, that they doubled. This is what the Lord said to them. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful with a few things. How many think your money is just a little bit and you wish you had more? God is saying, well done. You have been faithful with a few things. I will make you a ruler or a manager over many things and enter into the joy of the Lord. You want to raise? Tell God to make you a steward of more things and be faithful to him and what he's already given to you. 
That's how you get God's attention. That's how you get more. Remember I said more is not more unless you're giving to God. When you're giving to God, he will give you exceedingly, abundantly, above, beyond, more than what you can contain, more than what you can take. God, give God no more, no more, no more. Who, really, I mean, how much can God give you where you actually say, God, stop? I don't know. I mean, I'm not there yet. But I would love to get there. But when we all would. But the third servant who hid his talent, he buried it in the ground. Jesus said that we are to be faithful stewards of all God's blessings. Faithful stewards of all God's blessings. Whether it's money, whether it's time, we need to be faithful in all things. If you want an increase for, your, for the promotion that you just got, some of you forgot, you've been promoted now, you're all managers, you're stewards of what God has given to you. But if you want an increase, sometimes when you have a promotion, you get the title, but it's lateral, so they don't give you any more money, but they give you the title. Well, you've got the title now. You're the manager, you're the steward of what God has given you. And you're like, okay, I want a manager's salary. Then I have a tip for you. You just got promoted, you want to get an increase, stretch your faith and tithe on the increase that you want. I've done that before, and it is amazing. It is totally amazing. I said this last week. Make sure that when you're tithing to God the 10%, that you're giving him 10% so that he can bless you in that manner. And if you're giving less than that, you don't want God to knock you back down to match what you're giving to him, right? You want to give to God? You want God to give to you? Give God what's his. Give God what's his. And he will give you what's his. Make sense? That's how you get unto the Lord. Because reflecting on what and how you give, would God say well done to you? I just wonder. Well done, faithful, good servant. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly and not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. But here's the catch. And God... And God, can you say that with me? And God, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need will abound in every good work. In all things, in all times, in all that you need, God will abound in your life. We're waiting for God to abound in our life and God will abound in your life because that is his promise. It's right here in his word. He said that he will abound in your life. That's the result of giving. It is not impossible to outgive God because God said, now if you obey me and you keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among the people on the earth because the earth belongs to me. Giving free established relationship, it establishes a comfort zone. We keep things in a treasure box. We keep things in a treasure box because we wanna reminisce, we wanna show off, we wanna cherish. Well, God has a treasure box, and he wants to reminisce, and he wants to show off, and he wants to treasure. God's got your heart in his treasure box. God's got your heart in his treasure box. And when he opens his treasure box, he looks at you, and he, rem he reminisces, and he treasures, and he thinks about you, and he wants to be with you through all eternity. 
And that's what happens when we give free. So here's the second way to give. Give fair. When we give fair, we develop a heart for the principles of God. Can you say that with me? Give fair. Develop a heart for the principles of God. Thank you, one person. Give fair. Develop a heart for the principles of God. All right. So this man, amen. We need to develop a heart for the principles of God. This man, guys, and he goes to heaven. The same man that was in church, click in the bottom of the, the tithe plate. Every Sunday, every Easter, every Christmas, any Sunday that he went, he gave God a dollar. So he's walking through heaven. He's like, oh, I'm so grateful to be in heaven. Lord, thank you so much. And he's passing by these huge mansions. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't wait to get to my mansion. Oh, this is magnificent, God. And then they kind of get out of that neighborhood. <laughs> and then the houses get a little smaller. Then they look like the sheds you buy at Home Depot. And God says, here you go. He's like, I thought I was going to get a mansion. He said, every time I went to church, I gave to you. He goes, you gave me a dollar. You got to give me something to work with. When you get to heaven, God wants to bless you. He wants to give unto you. We need to be able to give our tithe unto the Lord without any hesitation so that when we get to heaven, we can say, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me, all that you've done through me, all that you've done with me. I want to give you glory and honor, and I want to thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. So you need to give fair so you can develop a heart for the principles of God because God's principle is that we give. Give what is his, and he will give you what is his. Think about that. The tithe, giving, that belongs to God. It's his. If you give it to him, he'll give it back to you. To give or not to give is not the question that Christians need to have. Giving should be a natural part of our lives. And in a way, it is. But we don't give to God. I don't get that. We get from God, but we don't give to God. We need to give back because it's already his. We should want to give to God as he's given to us as an example because we all know John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he what? Point one. That's a perfect example, and we can't get any better than that, but we live in a greedy society because greed says get all you can, can all you get, and then sit down on the can. That's how we live. But we need to give God in the right place. Piggy banks are popular when you're going to have a baby. People get piggy banks, and, and you fill up the piggy bank with some change and perhaps a few dollar bills here and there. And proudly, we're hoping that it someday grows into something significant. But then something happens in the future when your kid's probably about maybe two and a half, three, and you come into this situation where you need some fast cash. And where do you go? Well, the kid will never know. I'm going to take my money back out of this little piggy bank. Really? How much money are you going to get out of a piggy bank that you gave to a kid? $3, $5, $10? But you're taking something that you decided was yours because you put it in there, but it's not. 
It was set aside for somebody else. Sometimes people get in perilous situations and they call the church and they go, hey, I gave my tithe last week and I'm having a car problem and I need the money back to get my car fixed. What? Really? This is not a bank. Yes, this is where you give your tithe. You give your tithe to the church. You give your tithe to the cathedral of faith. You give your tithe right here so that God will continue to bless you. You go ahead and let them fix your car. And I guarantee you there's going to be a circumstance or a situation where they're going to say, you know what? No charge. It's happened to me. It's like, I've taken my car and this is going to be X, Y, Z. It's like, oh my, that's the same amount as my tithe. Okay, I paid my tithe. I don't have the money now to get my car fixed. Now what do I do? Trust God. of a weak clap because you're like, yeah, but yeah, I, we trust God. Yes, yes, we're, we're in the sanctuary, so yes, we trust God. You trust God. You trust God. There's no doubt about it. And I said earlier, when you give to God, you need to give to God without any hesitation. Stop taking money from someplace that you know where it belongs and you go and take it to put it somewhere else, that's not right. Because God says this. God says this. He said, will a, ro- will a man rob God? Yet you robbed me. But you say, in what way have I robbed you? And God says, in tithes and offerings, you're cursed with a curse, you robbed me. You robbed me, God said, you robbed me. He says it twice in there. Will a man rob God? Everybody's like, no, who would rob God? He said, but you robbed me. And now you're cursed with the curse, you robbed me. And if Jesus sounds a little bit upset here, he is. Will a man rob God? You see, we're like, oh yeah, Jesus is upset because he doesn't want us to take the money from him. That is not why Jesus is upset. Jesus loves you. And he's upset because he knows and he's concerned about the reprehension that you are bringing on yourself when you don't pay your tithe, when you don't trust him. You're bringing it on yourself and he doesn't want that for you. He wants to bless you. But you're you're, you're holding back on your own blessing. He's like, you robbed me. You're going to get hurt. You're cursed with a curse. Please don't do this. You're lying. Can you imagine lying to the Holy Spirit, cheating and robbing God? That sounds horrible, doesn't it? It happened. Ananias and Sapphira. They lied because they wanted to show off how much money they were giving in Acts chapter 5. They sold a piece of property and they brought the money to the disciples and they said, yes, this is, what we, this is all the money that we sold this piece of property for. But they lied because they had agreed together that they would hold a little bit of it back. It was theirs to do that, but they didn't have to lie. And as soon as Ananias said that, Peter asked him, is this all the money? He said, yep, this is it. Boom, he died. What? Read your Bible. Acts chapter 5. 
As soon as he lied to the Holy Spirit, he fell dead, just like that. And they carried him out. Three hours later, his wife Sapphira didn't even know what had happened. Came in and she said, here's all the money. And they said, is that all the money? And she said, yep, that's it. They said, the men that just buried your husband three hours ago, they're on their way and they will bury you too. And she died. Right then and there, just like that. When God says that he will bless you and to give and to test him, he's saying it for you. I said that last week. He brought the challenge on himself. The challenge is not for you. The challenge is for him to be true to his word. And if you truly trust and believe him and you know him, you know that he will be true to his word and you don't have to be worried about circumstances and situations that are all tied up around you because God is gonna be true to himself because he cannot lie. They weren't giving fair. But here's the third way to give. We give forward. When you give forward, you develop a heart for the people of God. You say, give forward. forward. Develop a heart for the people of God. Giving to God marks you. Marks you with a higher sensitivity and awareness of the standard of living that is pleasing to God. I'm not talking about living high on the hog, as they say. I'm talking about giving to him first and then forward in allegiance to him with a heart where giving is just a natural thing that you do without holding a grudge. You see, the rich young ruler in the Bible, he wasn't able to pull that off. He was very rich and he went to Jesus and he said, Jesus, uh, how much will it cost me for uh, salvation? And Jesus said, oh, Glad you're interested. Sell everything that you have. Everything, everything that you have. And come follow me. And he walked away sad. He couldn't do it. He was stuck to his stuff. You see, living a satisfying life when we're free, living a satisfying life when we're fair, and living a satisfied life when we're, when we're giving forward depends on how we view the principles of God. And a few weeks ago, I told you I was talking about asking people for testimony. We, we say it's time to continue to worship God with our tithe and offering. I said, I want to hear some testimonies. I want to hear about where people trusted God and God blessed them. And I want to tell you about somebody here at the church. Been at the church for many years. She's been faithful. She said, when I first became a Christian, I didn't give my tithe because I believed that the pastors brought cars and homes and so I didn't want to. A lot of people think that. But here's the, here's the wisdom that she got from her Aunt Mary. Her Aunt Mary said, it doesn't matter. Give your tithe because God will hold everyone accountable because they are the shepherds of the church they are the shepherds of the sheep. So she started to get to tithe every month, and no matter what, she said, I gave my 10%. He gives us 100%, I gave my 10%. She worked at a company for several years, and they gave her a severance package. 
And she thought she was done, took the package, okay, great, this is, this is good, this will be sustainable. And they kept calling her, saying, you didn't finish your paperwork. She's like, yeah, yeah. And they kept calling her. And finally, she, she called her back, she goes, why do you guys keep calling me? They said, because you didn't finish your paperwork. Yes, we gave you a severance package, but we also owe you your pension. Oh. And that happened to her twice. She was faithful to God. She gave freely to God. She gave fair to God. And now she's learned to give forward because the same thing happened to her. And she said, what a God we serve. I now make more money than I did before. She said, I'm doing my best with it because it's more than enough. I always have money left over. I was able to pay back her brothers, her, her sisters, her brother, and she continues to tithe. I want to introduce you to Lydia Garza. She said, I'm doing my best to serve God with it because it's more than enough and what a God we serve. God is faithful and you have been faithful to God. Lydia, stand up for a quick moment, please. Thank you for being faithful to God. And thank you for allowing us to say thank you, Lord, for what you've done for her because he'll do it for every single one of you here. God is good, and you're right. He is faithful. And you have been faithful to him as well. We need to understand that when we talk about getting all we can and canning all we get, here's what we can do. We can do good to all. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places that you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, for as long as you can. And here's why and how. I heard this in a conversation. When your standard of life is raised, raise up the standard of those that are in need. Don't just can it all for yourself. Go out and do good for somebody else. That's what your tithe does. Go out and do good for someone else. When we collect the tithe and offering, give your tithe, give your offering. Give to reaching out. Send a kid to camp. Give to the scholarship ministry. Give your tithe to God and give to the people of God because God will use it to bless them and in turn, he will continue to bless you and be faithful to you in all the works that you do that are pleasing and honoring to him. Amen? When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. That's what the Word of God says in Romans chapter 12. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. You see, a few years back, we talked about being a target of God's favor. And that's what tithing does. It makes you able to be a target of God's favor. You know, when you go into the store and you give them a dollar, a $50 bill, a $100 bill, a $20 bill. Somebody did this with a $5 bill the other day. Is this real? Really? When they hold that money up in the store to see if it's authentic, sometimes we get a little perturbed. It's like, come on, it's my money, it's real. But what you don't see happening when you give your tithe and you give your offering, that money is being held up to heaven, and it's not being held up to see if it's authenticated. It's being held up to see who is the author, 
Who does this belong to? Because it's going to come back to you. And that's how you become a target of God's favor. You're targeted to be receiving exceedingly abundantly above and beyond when you hold that up and you give your tithe. You're targeted because you gave. You're targeted because you trust God and you want to continue God. You're targeted because you have honored God. You're targeted with the marked money. That money is marked because God has marked you. And when you give your tithe and offering, it goes up into heaven like Cornelius. When he said, your alms have been received and it's been pleasing to me. Give to God and let that tithe and offering be held up in heaven. So that when it gets there, your name, your, your handprints, your fingerprints have marked that money. And it will come back to you exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. Oh, I see you, sister. I see you. I know you have a testimony. I want you to come see me when service is over because you've been shouting with your hands all night long and I want your testimony. God has been good to you. 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 God has been good to every single one of you in here. And you need to tell him, thank you, Lord, and amen. Thank you for making me a target. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. When I tell you that's marked money and your life is marked, then you need to start marking things down. A lot of people say, oh my gosh, I don't want to write in the Bible. You need to mark it. You need to mark it down. Get your Bible out and find those scriptures that say he will bless you. And write your name and write the date in there when you decided to trust him. Write the date that you experienced the blessings of God. And find the next scripture that says God loves a cheerful giver when you gave cheerfully. And write the date in there. Write the mark. Mark every single scripture that you can have, that you can find. Every week when you come in here, you find a scripture and you write the date by it. And then the time is going to come when God has told you, you are marked with my favor and I have targeted you and you've marked my word. You ever heard that saying, mark my word? That's how you mark the word of God. You find those scriptures that apply to the time that God blessed you, that you received something from God, that you experienced the love of God, that you experienced the favor of God. You find those scriptures when you gave, when you gave, when you trusted. Mark the date and you can flip through your Bible and say, God was good, God was good, God was good, God was good, because God is good all the time. Amen and amen and amen. When God has made you a target like that, then you learn to give to him and to his people because we've all been blessed to be a blessing because blessings don't belong in a treasure box. Don't hoard, don't hide. Give free, give fair give forward and give God praise. Give God praise. Stand up and give him praise. Stand up and give him praise. Stand up and say, thank you, Lord. I got a promotion tonight. I am now a manager. I am a manager of your money, Lord, and I will manage it well, and I will manage it right, and I will tithe and I will give unto you because I know that you, Lord God, are entrusting me. Last week, the message was on in God we trust. This week, it's stored treasures. And you need to understand that those stored treasures need to be stored in heaven and not here on earth. 
Father, I pray a prayer covering over your people that they would understand the value of being blessed and that they would give their tithe and their offering to you as a way to say thank you, Lord God. And thank you that you have marked each and every one of them with a manner of stewardship, with a manner of increase, with a manner of a heart of giving unto your people according to your word that you will give back to us and bless us. In Jesus' name I pray, God bless you, and good night.